everybody, my name's Amara. And I'm Renee. And welcome to this episode of Our Stories They Tell. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about the representation of Black women in film. And in today's episode, we're going to be looking at the 1996 classic, Set It Off. Okay? I'm excited for this one because I really like the movie. Um, I had never watched the movie before this. Um, mm. And Renee, you had also never watched the movie before this. Yeah, shame me. <laughs> yeah, shame on us. Like, shame on us. I actually understand why people are so shocked when I say I never watched this movie because it, it literally is a classic. Yeah. I don't know how it flew over my radar and stuff, but like, I just never watched it. Yeah, I've and I never heard of it until recently as well, which is kind of strange. I saw, I don't know why I saw it. And then I said, I mentioned it to Amara and she was like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. We should do a review on it. And I was like, when I watched it, I was like, oh no, shame on me, man. Shame mm-hmm. on me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt I felt ashamed of myself. It's true, and <laughs> I think it's I think I've seen like scenes of it. It's like one of those things where you've seen scenes and you you know bits of it, but you don't know the whole thing. Well, that's mm. how to me. I feel like I saw this before, but anyway, um, I'm excited. So before we start, um, what were your first impressions of the movie? So my first impressions, the the film. I had my expectations were that it's just going to be kind of like a a money heist film, a lot of action and thriller to it. Um, I didn't really think that there would be so much emotional, Mm -hmm. um, there wouldn't be that much of an emotional side to the film and emotional Mm -hmm. content and subjects explored in the film. Um, So I was pleasantly surprised to see that it wasn't just a film about um, a couple of black girls robbing Mm -hmm. a bank. Um, My first impressions were that oh my gosh like it was hard hitting it was hard hitting um i kind of felt more emotionally drawn to one of the characters called stoney played by jada pinkett smith Mm -hmm. um um, my first impressions were like pleasantly surprised Mm -hmm. pleasantly surprised yeah okay yeah i think i agree with you i didn't think it was gonna be as like emotional and like um centered around like the mm. characters i don't know i didn't have that expectation and i didn't think it was going to be that um gory yeah. like the first scene is like oh, a gosh. bank robbery scene where like immediately somebody gets shot in the head and it's like so, so it was really interesting i thought it was just going to be like a kind of a action comedy type of thing but it wasn't yeah. it was actually quite um dramatic and emotionally charged so but anyway regardless of that i really enjoyed the film like i really mm. like it <laughs> and i can see why it's a classic yeah yeah, I, I so we both we both didn't expect that emotional aspect of the film to really have it hit. hit us. Yeah, <laughs> the way it did. Yeah. Okay, so let's just get right into it. So the film is directed by um, a legendary black director, um, F. Gary Gray, and he has he's directed films like um, Straight Outta Compton. Friday, Fast and Furious A, you know, The Italian Job and things like that. So this is not his first heist movie, but this is like the only heist movie that I can think of that has four black women as the lead. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And I think that's what drew me into it at first. It's like heist, I love a heist movie. And four black women together, boom. And I'm like, I'm there. That's why I was so shocked that I'd never watched it before, I think. Yeah. And it has Queen Latifah, Vivica A. Fox, and... Um, Jada Pinkett Smith and Kimberly Elise as the lead characters and um, 
in the beginning of the film, the first scene of the film is a bank robbery. So the so one of the characters, Frankie, play, played by Vivica A. Fox, um, she's working as a as a bank teller at this, you know, kind of upscale job. Um, and somebody comes in, a black guy comes in that she recognizes, um, and it's this guy from the project that she she lives at. Um, and he's there to rob the store, and he robs the store, and after the robbery happens, the police immediately assume that she knew the perpetrators and she was part of the, the plan. Um, and they associate her with the robbery and the boss fires her on the spot and tells her, you know, you know, what if your friend comes back from war and things like that. And immediately I was like, <laughs> bro. Dude. <laughs> they did her dirty. They done like, her really dirty. They done her really dirty. And yeah, they, they done her really dirty. Um... I've never seen such a quick police interview in in a, in a crime scene, <laughs> as in, oh, how do you know him? Do you you know the procedure? Why didn't you do the procedure? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're fired. Mm-hmm. Like and, just like that. And I thought it was a bit too. I was thinking, um, is this realistic? But actually, I think given the context and when the film was made, yeah, I actually think it would be a Probably. realistic thing for something to happen, a situation like that to happen to a black mm. woman who knows someone in her area who's like robbed or done something wrong and then be immediately pinned and associated with that. Like, I think that's exactly. very realistic. Definitely. Yeah, I think so too. And I think like the fact that they immediately assumed that she was part of it um, and that she was friends with the guy, somebody that she only passed knew in passing by the street. Like later we find out that he's a he's a crack addict, and she probably does is not affiliated with him at all. She just is in his neighborhood, um, and it's like linking blackness to criminality. Yeah. Like because they they know each other in passing, and she's black and they're black. Obviously they they're friends, and obviously that she she's part of this this kind of crime mm. um it was very racist <laughs> oh was. that's straight up what it was it was racist the next scene is us meeting the rest of the girls you know we're at this block party um that they're throwing for stoney's brother stoney who's played by J- J- jada Pippen smith and her brother is going off to college um and everybody's celebrating the fact that he's graduated he's going off to college you know he's going to be the one that makes it out stuff like that and we meet the rest of the cast, which is Cleo, who's played by um, Queen Latifah, and Titi, who's played by Elise, Kimberly Elise. Um, and, but anyway, but we, we see the rest of the cast, we see the rest of the girls, and, you know, we see them bantering around and stuff. Um, and they, the rest of them, apart from Frankie, um, all work for this janitorial service called Luther's, Luther's Janitorial Services. Um, and they work there, um, and Luther is the worst boss in the world like he treats them like shit he um was agreeing to pay tt under the table and then he stops doing that and then you know her taxes go up and then she can't afford a babysitter which comes into play later um and and then this is where the idea starts coming around that maybe they should just you know rob a bank (laughs) it started off really really funny and and Honestly, exactly. Like, it started off as like a, a an joke absurd kind idea. of idea, um, and they're tired of being this, in these low-paying jobs and being and basically suffering for money. And then each of the characters have these different motivations for the reasons why they need to rob the bank, which we'll get into later. And this, this like the beginning fifteen minutes of this movie is uh, really, really <laughs> bad things happen consistently <laughs> in the fifteen minutes of this movie. So first of all. Tony's brother decides that he doesn't want to go to college and they can't afford it anyway because he didn't get a scholarship. 
So she um, talks to this sleazy guy from the neighborhood who I think he's this car dealer or something. And she's basically coerced into having sex with him to get the money to pay for her brother's scholarship. And then if, as if that wasn't bad enough, this all amounts to nothing because in a case of like mistaken identity, her brother is shot um, dead instead of the, the gang leader that basically um, robbed the shop um, and he's shot by the police and dies. Um, and it, that was so upsetting. <laughs> that was awful. I wasn't expecting that so early on the film as well. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. It was like in the first 15 minutes of the film and it was like heart-wrenching. Just in the first 15 minutes, just because he had, you know, the same haircut as the guy, they didn't even check to verify whether it was really him. They just shot him. Yeah, and it's annoying. It's always, it's just that little detail that, the little detail of him having a, a, I think he had like a, a bottle of wine or a, an alcohol bottle and then mistaking it for a gun. It's it's such a, and it's so sad that we see it today. Like that's literally a common thread throughout of, of history. Black men always being um, feared by the police because their, their phone or their wallet looks like a gun apparently and then getting shot, you know? Exactly, it is. This happens... So this happens when Stoney is like, you know, grieving and stuff like that. And she doesn't really have anything to lose at this point because he was supposed to be, you know, he was who she was putting all of her time and energy into. Um, and then if that wasn't enough, TT does not have enough money to hire a babysitter after their boss, Luther, you know, um, basically cuts her pay down. Um, and so she has to bring her, she's forced to bring her son into the workspace and then he gets into a bottle of bleach or something and has to be taken to the hospital and um he gets taken away by the child protective services um because they think he's in a dangerous environment and you know in order to prove that she he's not in a dangerous environment and that she has to prove that she has enough money to get childcare so she can go to work and so all of them are kind of like out here nothing to lose like what what do they do they decide to rob a bank <laughs> Um, when they the the first place that they case is a federal bank and they're like casing the the bank and Stoney bumps into this you know corporate black professional guy um, Keith and he asks her on a date and they start flirting and well no she doesn't really flirt Keith flirts with her <laughs> he says yes and he, she's like yeah it's a good it's good so we can get like inside mm-hmm. knowledge on the on the bank after that they decide to rob another place. And, you know, they wear these really bad wigs and they wear these really tacky sunglasses. Go in um, and quite easily, like, go in, hold up everybody and, like, take the money and quite easily get away and get away kind of scot-free. Apart from Titi, who decides to run away because she's too scared to to, um, to go through with it. Yeah. yeah. So this is- it seemed a bit too easy as well, sorry. Like, the whole, <laughs> the first one seemed really easy anyway. <laughs> But this is basically the first part of the movie. Did you have any thoughts or anything to say about this this beginning bit of the movie? We like see their friendship, we see some dynamics and stuff like that. Oh, I, I this is the bit where I was trying to suss out what the vibe of the film was gonna be, or not really suss out, but I was mm-hmm. kind of understanding the tone of the film that you know they all have their different life predicaments um, that they're going through that fuels this. Um, you know, robbery. And obviously the first time watching the film, you already know the synopsis tells you that they're going to rob a bank. Like you already have that in your head. You're already expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what we mentioned earlier about our, in our first impressions, it was, I wasn't thinking they were going to get 
or delving so deeply into the kind of story behind these women who are robbing the bank. Like, who are they? Where do they come from? Um, what are their reasons? And I think that's what um, was done so well. Um, the the showing and displaying the reasoning and their rationality to why they're doing it, not it just being this kind of fun, superficial, exactly. you know, yeah. um, robbing of the bank. Not that I condone it. Don't rob banks, guys. Um, if you but, really want to. Yeah. But when, I was like the one on the other side I'm like the angel like no you better not you better sit your butt down and get you a job but even at that but even at that it's like the the that's that's part of the reason no job no no proper job no exactly. like you know. they tried that didn't they they tried to do, to do the proper thing Frankie I feel like is the best example of that she tried to go the proper route this you know get a job move up in the job she said she was going for a promotion and no, she, they were like shot down at each attempt. And I think yeah. I totally agree with you. Like highlights the different aspects, like the different things that black women face, and how that can just be obstacles in you in you getting up, like in you trying to like get out of poverty of the poverty cycle. Do you know what I mean? Like the the sexism yeah. and the classism and the homophobia are like things that will block your you in your way. <laughs> And it and it was explored from different mm-hmm. angles as well. It wasn't. It was all different spectrums of of oppression that they yeah. were facing, um, to really highlight and show how diverse the issue the issues are that Black women face, the hindrances and the obstacles that Black women face. It is diverse. It's not just one thing. It's not just color. It can range from sexism. Um, it can range from class classism. Sorry, it can be so mm-hmm. many things. Um, so I I. I guess enjoyed seeing the build up to it to seeing like the the reasoning and the rationality because I'm one of them people that are like if you're gonna do something stupid like that yeah, you better at least like, tell you know, me you know the reasoning and and but it was explored yeah. so well um and even throughout the film it, it was as well so yeah, yeah. It, it gets you to like empathize with them more because you're like I understand why they're doing this you know what I mean they're not just doing it and I feel like a lot yeah. of high schools are like that it's just like it's white men and white women that just they kind of just want money do you know what I mean? So they decided to go on this heist. Yeah, no, yeah. Even I, I, I used to watch a show called called Money Heist on oh, yeah. Netflix, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, we were, we were all there. Like Money Heist, I think is one of probably one of the top shows on Netflix. But um, the reason as to why they were doing it, they weren't completely valid. If I'm being honest, they didn't have to rob a bank, and not to the extent that they did anyway. And even it's kind of, it has a bit of similarities to, um, you know, say it off in that when they continue to rob a bank, some reason that some of their motivations become a bit more greedy and a bit more superficial opposed to yeah. necessity. But we'll yeah, get we'll, to that yeah, later. We'll get to that later. Um, and I thought they had, there was this quote that I read in an article um, and he, um, the director, F, F. Gary Gray, he said that they've been, the characters have been robbed and cheated by, by cheated and robbed by life. And that's why they were robbing the bank. And like, I feel like you can read that across okay. in the first episode. Like, he, the character development is chef's kiss. Like, it's great. <laughs> yeah, there was great character development. Yeah. Um. Also, I wanted to talk about the LGBT plus representation. I feel like you know Queen Latifah Latifah carries carries queer representation of Black women on her head like, for an entire decade and for several decades. Like, there's no other actress that plays as many, like, LGBT plus roles as her. And, like, just for career representation, like, they showed two black women actually kissing 
in the film, like showing affection to each other and kissing in the film, which I don't really think you see that much in 90s films. Like I was quite shocked that they were doing that in the 90s. Um, I was shocked as yeah. well. Not going to lie. You know when something throws you off guard and you're like, whoa. Yeah. But, you know, in a good way, because like, I really didn't think that they would have been doing that in the 90s. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know much about like how in terms of films representation with the lgbtq plus community and stuff like that i don't know much about that um but it's i that was something i've never seen before if i'm being honest like in that but okay so for me that was rare let's just say that i don't know if i've never Mm -hmm. seen two black women kiss on screen but for me that was rare and i do i certainly would have thought that that's something that they wouldn't be putting on screen in the night it's just because of how i feel like you think that it was Homoph- uh, yeah, more more homophobia, and it was like more of a moral time period. Everybody was really, you know, <laughs> I don't know. So I was pleasantly surprised by that, definitely. Um, also, but the only thing I would say is that you know she's definitely representing a stud black female character, which is good, and like you know representation of that. But then her love interest, I kid you not does not say one line the entire time she talks yeah. You know, I was, like, sat there waiting for yeah. her to say a word. And she didn't, she doesn't say anything. Like, anything. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just, like, why? Why didn't you just give her one line? I mean, she doesn't even cry when, when Cleo dies at the end. Spoilers. She does. Did she cry? Okay, yeah, she, she cry? does. She got okay. two, 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 two tears, Lower. Two, 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 okay. two tears. <laughs> I'll allow it, but, but she doesn't say a word, and I was that confused me. I was like, I don't know why you would make you know Queen Latifah such a like a you know a stud, loud kind of character, like you know the life of the party kind of character, and then her girlfriend is just completely silent the entire movie. Like, it just didn't make sense. She did. Um, yeah. Oh, so Stoney's brother dying. Sorry, Jada Pinkett Smith is such a good actress. <laughs> oh my gosh, we we have to talk about that. We have to. She is such a good that grieving scene. Like, I might have shed like a few some tears. Like, I was yeah. just like, what? It was so sad, and she was just devastated because I feel like you could sense that she was putting, she had put all of her energy and like had been sacrificing for for her brother, and you know her her parents had died and stuff, and. Just for it to all just be taken away, like just in one second, was so upsetting. Yeah, you could, you could. Oh yeah, that crying scene when she's on her knees, you could really hear. You could hear like her. Um, just you could hear her her chest, or should I say, her heart break. I feel like we all felt that. Oh gosh, yeah, and I think because of the build up as well, the 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 sacrifice of having to sell her body. Um, mm-hmm and feel so horrible afterwards mm-hmm. um yeah. only to find her brother on the floor dead Literally. it's just the worst thing any young female can ever go through really so i feel like you can definitely see there Jenny's trying to get him out of this kind of situation and that's what he ultimately died because of mm. does that make sense yeah yeah that's that's probably what made it, yeah. I think that's probably what made it more um, emotional. Like she tried to start a new life for him, only for him to um, die as a result of the life that they're living now. 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. That you literally just, <laughs> that's mm. what I meant. Yeah. That's literally what I meant. It's true. Yeah. Um, 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 and then another really sad ha- thing happens to Titi and I feel like this Titi situation kind of just, um, exemplifies how like poverty is punished in like society because so if she left her child home alone right because she couldn't she doesn't have money to get a babysitter so if she left her child home alone it would have been taken by you know the child protective services because that's neglect right Mm. but if she takes it to work you know it you can't have a child in that kind of working environment which is also like neglect Mm -hmm. okay so what is somebody is a person actually supposed to do in that situation like what can I do I can't just have money (laughs) yeah so it's like a vicious cycle because really what what is one supposed to do like apart from you know the state having you know provisions for single mothers and like free daycare and things like that like what is a single supposed to do in that kind of situation it's so messed up it is so messed up it is and it's so sad Mm -hmm. as well um it also kind of not without making it dominate the film making it a theme that dominates the film it, it touches on absent fathers um which is I kind of like that it wasn't about, you know, I kind of like the fact that it wasn't centered uh, around the male and his absence mm-hmm. and the, the the fact that the man or her partner or whatever their relationship was wasn't present. It could be for whatever reason he could have died. We not we don't really see the in um the history surrounding that. Um, but I like that they touched on that because I think that's a massive thing in the community yeah. even today. Um, absent fathers and actually the impact it has on a single mother is mm. tremendous. Um, it's more than just damaging to the child, but it's also damaging to the the woman who is trying to cater for the child who is doesn't have the means to, you know? And, like, it also shows, like, you know, society, like, also punishes single mothers. Like, whether it's, it's, whether it's their choice to be a single mother or not their choice, you know, it happens. But, you know, society is structured, structured in a way that it, the norm is to have a two-parent household. And if you fall out of that norm, you're punished for it because there's no other provisions for you. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like the classism of that, because if you are a single mother and you do have money, then this wouldn't be a problem. But the classism of that structure really, like, was highlighted there for me. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. Um, but did you have anything more to say about this part of the, the movie? No, I I like um the vulnerability of um Titi. Like she's a sheep, but <laughs> she's not that much of a sheep that she will go and actually, you know, rob a bank first time, you know. Mm. It she you could just see that vulnerability, um, that gentleness about her, um, that I liked, you know, not all of them yeah, they're just not all of them are like not all of them can be ballsy and da 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 da. Um, and it actually, it it really makes an interesting point or observation for what happens after with um, their old boss. Okay, yeah, I, you know, Titi wasn't my fave, but she was cute in her own little, you know. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't my favorite. I won't lie, but um, <laughs> I, I did like the the way her 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 character was like presented. I just, I, I like the contrast, should I say, of the different characters. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, same, it's true. Okay, so 
Um, moving on to the next part of the movie. So they've successfully robbed their first bank and now um, they are being, you know, caught onto by um, a detective in the LAPD called Detective Strode. Um, and he suspects Cleo because of, you know, Cleo is, it has prior convictions. She's the one that knows how to like, you know, jack the cards and stuff like that. And he suspects Frankie because Frankie, um, Frankie knows about the banks and stuff. And also she was connected to the other, um, she was falsely connected to the other robbery. Um, and he suspects Stoney because of what happened with her father, her brother's death. Um, but his, his superior, refuses to allow him to go forward with the investigation um, because there's not enough evidence. Okay, so um, while this is happening, they rob a second bank. Um, this time it's much more, it's much more, TT is involved this time as well. Um, and it's also much more dangerous and fast paced. And I feel like they're getting more aggressive. Um, and Cleo drives through the front window of the bank <laughs> and like, and like really daring escape, but they've managed to, to escape. Um, and they managed to get like $750,000, which is like a lot of money. Um, and what they do is they continue working and they also um, hide the money in their place of work. Um, yeah, the, the LHPD are onto them and stuff like that. And when they go back to work the next day, they find out that Luther is is not their boss anymore. Like he's gone. Um, and then they immediately know that Luther stole their money. <laughs> they look in their hiding place. Luther has stole, stolen the money and gone off to do whatever. Um, so they track down Luther um, and he's in in a hotel with like a sex worker and they, you know, threaten him um, and Luther threatens to shoot Cleo and then TT shoots, Luther shoots and kills Luther. Okay. And this is like the first crime other than robbery that they've done. They, mm. they can't find the money, but they leave anyway. Um, and while this is happening, we get some more development between Frankie and, and sorry, between Stoney and um, Keith. They go on a few more dates. He takes her to a little ball and she's like living, you know, the the bougie life. And <laughs> and when she comes back, she hears the news, news about Luther and everything. And then she they decide that they need to rob one final bank. Right. So they can just have the money and they can just go. Um, what do you think of this part of the movie? What was what was going through your mind? Um, yeah, I thought that now things are escalating a bit. Um and the reasons and their motivations have changed because of certain like bad decision making mm. um kind of forced them to do things that they probably didn't expect to do mm. like you know you set out to do one thing and you're like yeah that's going to be it and then you have all these unforeseen circumstances and you're like oh well um yeah guess i got to rob another bank exactly. um <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> what's the what's the rational thing to do no nah, i think i'll rob another <laughs> bank yeah you know um but <laughs> I think that, I think we see, first of all, Cleo, you know, Queen Latifah's character, we see her being that more of a natural leader mm -hmm. and dominating the situation. Mm -hmm. um, she didn't like people kind of walking in, on eggshells around or oh, what we're going to do next and mm -hmm. stuff like that. She's one that is very proactive. I, I'm trying to use like <laughs> the best way, like proactive and do things. She's not one of those people to be like, yeah, but she's like, no, if I think of something, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Let's not, let's practice what we kind of preach. Yeah. That's her vibe. Like she's That's never one to, you know, yeah. just, she doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't like talking, I think. Uh, yeah. She's like, let's, if we're going to do it, let's do it now. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hence, probably like why she doesn't really communicate well, and there's kind of arguments even between the girls that um arise because her communication is very um 
it's more it's more practical it's more physical it's more less less let's do things mm-hmm. um let's get things done yeah. so we see that kind of um that drive and that hunger to get the money um and still just escalate a bit further i feel like you can see the switch um and with stony you there's a bit there's a she, she's in the group and she's very much present in the whole robbery and the whole situation but we see this other side to her life with this man, you know, mm-hmm. and more of a vulnerable side of her wanting to have dreams and her wanting to have a, a new life for herself, obviously going through the trauma mm-hmm. of losing her her brother, having to, you know, sleep with men just to get, you know, get by and all these probably horrific things that probably happened to her in the past that we don't know of. We see her feeling more at home with this guy, maybe like a safe a bit of a safer space to all the madness and busyness that's going on, yeah. which I don't know. Some people might be like, oh, it's a man that's making you feel sad. Yeah, like, I, it's a I, man. Oh my God, you read my mind. Because <laughs> I saw your eyes, I was like, this girl, it's a man that's making you feel safe. <laughs> it's a man that makes you feel whole. <laughs> I'm finished. Wow, drag me. <laughs> I, that's why I <laughs> yeah. yeah, we see her more tender hearted with uh, a man, which some people might find problematic. Um, but, which is... You know, I, yeah, you, you tell me what you... The thing about Keith is, you know, he, you know, he says he's trying to make her see that, you know, there's more to life than just, like, living in the moment, which I think is, like, a problem of poverty as well. Like, if you're... If you if you only have money, if you're always trying to get money to live day to day, there is no thinking about the next step. There's no thinking about next year right. or in five years. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. I, I think he's trying to make her see, like, there's more to life than that. And if you stick with me, you know, you, you can... You can you can think about five years, your five-year plan and shit. Um, but I also think that he's kind of a bit like belittling, you know, he's on the date. He's like, he tells her that, what does he tell her? She said, she said she wanted to go to business school and his idea of business school is different from her idea of business school because her idea of business school is like being a typist and, you know, learning, learning like a trade mm. basically. And he like asks her off and I'm like, Ugh. Like what's wrong with me? Yeah, you didn't. You didn't like keep. It, yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like okay. it. Like, it didn't sit right. There are there are things that are a little bit belittling and a little bit ignorant on his side in terms of understanding mm-hmm. what it's like to come from a, a poor yes. background. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I actually get what you mean in terms of, and it, it seems so innocent because he's just this gentle, you know, suave. Yeah, he's, you know, he's a posh guy. He doesn't know, like you know. But I'm like, yeah, but you know, he doesn't yeah, know. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we see that for 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 Stony. Okay, we'll just continue. Yeah, we see we see that for Stony's character. Um, we see her a bit more kind of tender hearted. Then, um, for TT, I think TT's just at this point, she wants her son. That's it. She that's wants her son. That's really her her main, main focus. That is that's her that's her main motivation. Hence why she you know she kind of peed herself when she, in, the, in the first in the first robbery because she was like no like I want my son but also I have more. She has she has a bit bit more of a moral compass if if you like yeah um and you can really see that yeah I think she's thinking about the fact that you know if she does like get a criminal record and stuff like that and go to jail she'll never see her son again. Right. Right. So I think she has that in the back of her mind. And like what what will happen if the robbery doesn't go well? We get caught. I don't have the money and I also don't have the, my son. But then when the first robbery goes through 
like great like on, with 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 the money and everything she's like okay i can actually get money and this is like the only way to do it so now she's like invested in the game <laughs> yeah exactly you see her more invested yeah you're right like more committed mm-hmm. to to doing this and then um frankie's just this natural she's a natural leader like um cleo but in a different way like we see yeah. her now be more rational mm-hmm. with it um and i think we can, I don't know what you think about this, but I don't know if she's just brewing more resentment to what's happened with her. And she's like, anywhere I can get them, we're going to go up a notch and we're going to go up a notch I and we're going to so. go up a notch. She's doing, she's definitely on a, like, you know, kind of F the system kind of vibe. Yeah. And yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So you, I thought I was thinking that, I thought I was overthinking the whole resent, resentment thing, but you can definitely see the... She, she Yeah, she's enraged and she's like, she's basically taking vengeance out i feel on yeah on like her predicament and the fact that she's 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 been fired and she's on in like a dead-end job now when she was you know on her way up yeah yeah i hear that you see the problem i have with the kind of daring characters that want to be that that have this rebellion you know with them it always it always ends up bad for them like you it and thrilling for a moment and you know yeah I'm on this you know I'm on this impulsive rage thing and it's yeah Mm -hmm. but then you you always reap what you sow in that sense so yeah it's kind of there's kind of a pitiful pitiful sorry element to it that this is this is not going to end well for you like Mm -hmm. you're 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 justified in how you know you feel in terms of the the mistreatment and all that stuff like and listen what they've done her dirty (laughs) yeah they've done her dirty (laughs) I just knew that this is going to go come back to her. This is going to come back to her. I'm one of those people that, yeah, I'm just always thinking, oh, yeah. But I, I feel like at that point, she didn't care. <laughs> she was, like, past caring about it. And maybe that was that that was why it wasn't such a, maybe it wasn't sad for some people to watch or wasn't like, oh, yeah, no, but you're going to end up anyway. It's like, yeah, she's, she's already committed to whatever's going to be her consequence. This is just for her to, like, it's like... <laughs> Um, what's that phrase? Um, I'm here for a good time, time, not a long time. That was what she was on, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you know, it's true. Also, with Keith, I didn't like the fact that he, you know, when they went to the ball and he was showing her a good time. I think, um, but um, I didn't like the fact that he changed her clothes. I was like, you know what, that dress isn't that bad. Like, no, it was the, the dress. Amara, <laughs> what we're not gonna do is we're not gonna lie on this podcast. We're not gonna lie. We're open and honest, girls. The outfit was was horrendous. It was really bad. It was really bad. Well, you know what? Jada Pinkett Smith can make anything look cool. Like, that that could be, like, a cool alternative Tumblr vibe. All you know, it's, like, some kind of, you know, Alexandra McQueen vintage. (laughs) Do you know what? People will be... You're so right. People will be wearing strutting it on the runway, but when we see it in a real life, you know, people will be making comments like, oh, that doesn't bang. Yeah. But yeah, no, we, we all know that it dress wasn't, wasn't doing, doing it. it. Fine, <laughs> fine. <laughs> right, so, um, so after this, you know, they've decided that they're going to rob a, a, another bank for one last time and then they'll get the hell out of LA um and they decide to rob the federal bank which is the bank that Keith works for um and before this happens um 
Cleo's character gets pulled into a lineup. She he she's like looking straight at the 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 sex worker that you know was with um Luther when he died, and she's like looking into his eyes and stuff like that. And like she's like, no, I don't know who she is. That's not her. That's not her. <laughs> and she was very, being very intimidating in that scene. Very intimidating. No, it was it was good action. Even the like the gun signs that she was doing. Like <laughs> I said, you, be- you better you better you Shut better not go in. Yeah, because this woman is coming for you. Um, so Cleo is taken there. They couldn't get her on that, so they go ahead with the the federal bank robbery crime. But at the same time, as they're at their as they're planning to rob the bank, the detectives that we've seen, um, they are hosting a meeting with the manager, showing the CCTV footage and telling them like you know to be careful. So um, Stoney calls Keith and tells Keith like to meet her at some other location so he's not implicated in the robbery. Um, and they go ahead and try and rob this bank and they're robbing it and they get caught by Detective Strode. Um, Detective Strode is, you know, trying to de-escalate the situation, tells them to put their guns down, which they actually do. They take off their mask and put their guns down and everything. And out of nowhere, a security guard doing up GTA or whatever, I don't even know, like, <laughs> Go, flies in, shoots his gun at them, um, kills Titi, and then they obviously shoot back, killing the the, the security guard. And they take, well, they, he shoots Titi, and they take Titi out. Um, they they try and get her to the hospital, but they have to change cars. So you know she's in the car and she's basically dying, and like she dies in in Stony's arms. Um, and on from there, they have to like quickly get over that and like go get back back into the car. They drive and they're trying to get away, but then they're stopped by a helicopter and Cleo tells them to get out. Um, and Cleo goes forward and tries to drive away, um, but she's stopped by the police and she like lights one last cigarette and like drives to the police barricade and then lets it like let shoots at the police officers and then eventually dies in like a quite a heroic scene. I feel it was quite kind of heroic. Well, um, um Cleo's there. Yeah. Cleo's there. I, do you know what I said? I wouldn't say, I said it's stupid. Oh, wait, okay, stupid. no, 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 wait. No. <laughs> Mara's coming for me. But she died to save her friends. Oh, you mean in terms of letting them go yeah. and then having to face the police yeah. herself? Yeah, it was horrific. It was horrific. I mean, why couldn't she just get arrested, just come out and not no. kill herself? Like, Sometimes, why did she have you know, to... Give me freedom or give me death is what is a, is a quote that's said a lot. That was what she was that's on. What she was on. That's, but, the, yeah. that's, that's the like kind of deal that she was on. I don't even think it's death. Like, yeah, everyone's everyone's like gonna die, but it's just the the whole the whole shooting out. Yeah. Because when the police, why do they do that? By the way, like when it comes to in this film, I see like when they're stopping. Uh, I know maybe this is just a, a like actual general police procedure, but do you need that many guns? Yeah, I know. I feel. Do you know what I mean? It's a little bit excessive. It was, it was- <laughs> the police helicopters the news helicopter that was flying in with them it was like this is so chaotic like was this really how they chased down people people in the 90s because i don't think i've ever seen it a- well they've done it in queen and slim now i'm just thinking about it. you know at the end oh, very true. similar that's ending true. yeah very similar. because he was they were on the wave that you know we either you give me my liberty or we can it's true that's very true anyway parallels oh my god <laughs> well <laughs> Um, but so Cleo is killed and then it's just Frankie and Stoney and Stoney finds a way, she blends in with a group of tourists, gets on a bus um, that's obviously going to Mexico. Um, and Frankie, she, you know, is, she's metres away from the bus stop, metres, like she is a short, short run from the bus stop and she's caught by the police 
Um, and then this same Detective Strode um, tried to de-escalate the situation again. Um, but then she puts her gun to his neck and she said, what's the procedure? What's the pr-? Which is like my, my favourite scene. <laughs> and was she saying what? Okay, now because you've mentioned it. Was she saying what's the procedure because of... Yeah, what because he- of him. I was thinking, what does this woman mean? That was a procedure. You know, because she had a gun to her face, you know, when she was being, they were being robbed. And he was like, what's the procedure? One, And then she, so she put her gun to his neck. She's like, what's the procedure? Tell me. It, it's it's nerve wracking now, isn't it? Anyway. <laughs> Someone's emotionally invested. I was so invested in this. I was like, when she said that, I was like, this is, this is, this is art. <laughs> Man said, oh. <laughs> so she's like watch the procedure and he doesn't have a gun in his hand or anything but she doesn't shoot him she runs towards the bus um and then gets you know shot by the police and dies um and then detective strode looks up and sees um stoney on the bus making her way to mexico and he's like he's a bit too late or whatever um he and she gets away um, and then we see her in Mexico, you know, with the money, mm. like reliving her her good times with her friends and stuff in a very like nineties montage, <laughs> which was cute but also kind of cheesy. We she calls up Keith and tells mm. and tells him that she's okay, um, and then drives off like into the sunset in her Jeep with her money to start a new life in Mexico. And that's the end of the movie. Thoughts. <laughs> A lot of thoughts. There was a lot going on at the end of the film. I think when they were all dropping one Got by it. one, it was like this. This was kind of inevitable. I was like, you couldn't save at least two of them. Um, yeah, they were dropping. They were dropping really rapidly. Like it was kind of. It was a bit. Maybe I. I think in a more kind of critical way that like it was a bit too rapid for me personally. I. I. Yeah, they could have. I don't know. I think it was kind of some of the the bits. Um, where the changes were kind of jarring like we went from tt dying where like i was shedding a few tears Mm. like you know them having to sneak around and still be on the run and stuff and i was like Mm. no no no, i'm i'm not over tt dying let's let's grieve for about five minutes then we move on can i have like a few minutes please yeah i was like i'm not over that like her poor son i was like thinking about her son i was thinking about her life yeah, yeah. Still invested in the. Oh no. Yeah, I agree with you definitely. Some of the changes were jarring. Very jarring. That's a good word. Um, yeah. So, um, really sad that TT had to go. Um, and really left her her son motherless or parentless, should I say, in a system that's probably not going to be very good to him. That's what I like about the film. It touches on a lot of things. It literally touches on it. But when you when you actually meditate on some of the themes um, that were being highlighted, it's like, rah, this is deeper. Um, with Queen Latifah, I kind of think that she's one that she was like doing a lot of sacrifices. I don't know if that makes sense. Like she sacrificed quite a bit. Um, I know she had her own kind of individualistic you know motive motives behind why she was you know robbing the banks and why she was committed to doing that but even in just letting the the um ladies like go and you know kind mm-hmm. of divert yeah i wasn't expecting that from her character because she's just been on this wave where you know it's been her and her girlfriend mm-hmm. um i want this i want that i'm mm-hmm. living this life i'm committed to doing it. like i wouldn't think Maybe I'm not that I wouldn't expect it from my character, but it was it was unexpected for me to be. I was like, raw, mm. like, and she knew the consequences. She knew that potentially yeah. I was gonna, I, I, I'm I'd be the one that's, yeah. yeah. So that was it. Was nice to see that kind of because we saw this 
macho, Ricardo. you know. Yeah, and I, it was nice that they actually saw more, that we saw more gentle side to her, that it, she's not just this one layered person. She, there's so many nuances to her character as well. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I think what I just said about the survival mode thing, like, you know, the things that she was doing and the, she was buying things and, like, just live out here living her life. Um, because, like, I think in her head, like, she was just living for the moment. Like, she knows that this won't last. And I feel like right. it took her to the end of the, the movie. Like, she's like, I don't. I think, like, her character was, like, like it wasn't made to last. This whole thing wasn't made to last. Like, we're either going to win big or we're going to, like, lose. Mm. And that's the vibe I kind of got from that. Um, oh, yeah. And I read an article, like, written at the time. And it said that, like, Cleo, you know, the, the bank robbery brought out her um, brought out her latent criminality. And I was like, I did not get that vibe whatsoever. What does that mean, Tommy? Like, so that, you know, her participating in the bank robbery was what brought out... She always had this criminal side inside of her and her participating in the bank robberies brought that out. And, like, and I was like, that is not what I got out of this film. I, I didn't discern that myself, no. It's a little bit too simple-minded, that comment, in that... Yeah, I don't. I don't think people want to do things like this. I don't think there's a there's a there's a desire that people want to live a life of criminality and risk their mm-hmm. lives and risk. Some people people want a normal life. Trust me. Like exactly. she, she she strikes me as someone who who if she had you know the the money and the resources to live a normal life she would. I don't think she would be exactly. like you know what I have all of this but instead I'm going to do that for the sake of it. I think, yeah, I agree. And I feel like that's what a lot of heist movies are like. They're like these people who are like middle class, you know, normal, living their normal ass lives. And they're like, oh, but I want to pull off the greatest heist known to man. Like, I don't think um, Cleo's character was like at all. Like, I did not get that read. (laughs) Me neither. What is this guy talking about? I swear to God. Anyway. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't get that. Yeah, but I think Cleo's death was, was sad and, like, quite heroic because she kind of, she kind of, yeah, sacrificed herself for for her friends. Um, So, yeah, I was kind of sad, but I was like, oh, go Cleo. <laughs> yeah, Cleo, Cleo's the one that, if it wasn't for Cleo, then Stoney would not have made it out. That's just, that's exactly. just on period. Exactly. You know, Stoney would have made it out. So she did make that sacrifice, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I what that. I also don't understand is why they took off their ma- masks when the that was I know he said your names but like still it didn't literally like that's exactly what I thought so we're talking about yeah. the bit before they get stopped by the police and they're they're on the run um, the bank the last bank that they they rob they decide to take when they're face to face with the um, the police officers the detectives Clear's like man and then takes off the i'm like what are you because they haven't actually identified you i mean it's you but (laughs) yeah but you have guns in your hands like you know if you kill both of these cops then there will be no one to identify you that was what your that's where your mind went yeah oh is that bad (laughs) oh my gosh this girl this girl needs a hug oh my gosh um no that's literally where i was like listen if you kill these two cops um, and you still had your masks on. Uh, yeah, okay, the people on the floor, the, the people in the bank heard them say your name, but they still have not seen your face. So kill these two people and go and get your money. Where my mind went, and I think what what, what other normal people with hearts, where their mind went, is that just don't, just, just like keep your mask on um, and just find a way to, to get out. 
you know, like okay, <laughs> you know, I didn't go. I didn't go that. I definitely didn't go that far. But okay. I just thought like it was just unnecessary. Just taking off the mask. Like I know mm. she was angry, but I'm like, sis, just, just keep your mask on. What, what? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That I don't was, have anything more. So, yeah. I was like, yeah, that was dumb. But anyway, let's go to to um, Frankie's death scene. She has the gun to his head, and she's like, "What's the procedure? What's the procedure?" And he's flustered. He's like frightened. Um, and oh, she was so close. I I thought I don't know if it's it's nineties movies. I feel like it was it was in that kind of oh, only one person can make it out alive mentality. Mm. That's why um, Stony was the only one to make it out. But I just didn't understand, like, why Frankie couldn't have gotten up to. You do this a lot, Mom. You do this with Queen and Slim. You're I like, know. why didn't they just make it a dream and we wake up and I'm, it never happens? I'm a <laughs> Like, I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I... She could have made it. Like, they could have They could have done that for us. Um, yeah. They literally could have done that for us. But I think... I think the important thing they were trying to highlight is that... Um, well, I don't know what they were trying to hide at, but my discernment from that mm-hmm. was Frankie wasn't giving up without a fight. She wasn't giving up without a fight and she wasn't about to be submissive. She wasn't about to... Be, I'm going to put my hand... She wasn't She wasn't on that wave at all. Come hell or high water, she was always going to rebel against... No, it's not even... A, I don't think it's rebellious. Cause rebellious seems to like she's doing it out of no... Um, rational kind of reason. It's, it seems a little bit. It is. It is rebellious, but I don't want to solely call it rebellious because there were so many emotional um, mm-hmm. things to to why she done to, to why she's in this situation in the first place. Mm. Um, but I think that I I just don't understand that. Like, to me, it's just like it wasn't necessary. I, I think you're right, Amara. I might I might agree with you on this. She didn't have to die. <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't have to die. Actually, it would have been fine for her, especially because of what happened to her. It would have been nice for her to just get that. You know, somewhat breakthrough but exactly I feel like it would have been really cathartic because it was her that kind of started this you know what I mean for her mm. to come full circle and have really really like you know robbed these banks stolen these, these monies and gotten away with it, it because it, I feel like it would have been a nice complete arc to what to to how it started exactly yeah and then then with their little rucksacks walking in Mexico <laughs> with money in the bag yeah you really wanted the and that's what they do with now they never give you like a clean yeah they don't I don't know I really can we have a movie somebody please recommend us a movie where the ending is what I want it to be <laughs> yeah just <laughs> nice happy ending but I, all but I yeah. ask for is a satisfying ending that's fine um yeah I, I also saw i don't know if i'm reading too much into this with this one but there's also like a kind of morality um i feel in who lives and who dies because i feel like stony was the only character yeah about, you know her looking forward to the future you know her five-year plan etc etc and i feel like nobody else was kind didn't had that kind of foresight that stony had so i feel like that's why part of the reason why she um, got to live and everybody else died. But then, on the other hand, Titi yeah, was, I was say. you know what I mean? Yeah. So why didn't she get to live? Ugh. Yeah. But I think it's what you said beforehand about only one person can make it. Mm. I think especially during the time in, like, the 90s and stuff like that, mm. um, where violence and police brutality and, and death and job, it was just so prevalent in the community. Mm. Um and it was such a, it, it was so hard to make it out maybe maybe they had maybe that they were just reflecting the truth you yeah. know of what what was going on in the community at the time yeah maybe 
Yeah, maybe. Not everyone makes it out, and it's yeah, it's really it's it's actually really sad. But yeah. maybe it is one out of four people that would make it out. In maybe. you know, I don't know. But... It ends on like you know, Stony, you know, having all of her cash and having to start off off a new life in Mexico. Um, but I actually just wanted to talk about you. You guys know what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about propaganda. <laughs> Ooh, okay, 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 okay. Um, so my propaganda radar was ding, 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 dinging away in this movie. Please remind me, what's propaganda? Cop- propaganda is basically um, a term that you know has been used to describe, you know, propaganda that panders towards cops. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like Detective Stroh's character is definitely he—he's the nice cop. You know, he's the cop that's trying to help you. He's the cop that's you know he—he's got your best interests at heart kind of mm. thing. Um, and I'm like, the fact that he tried, he tried to bargain with them twice. He tried to bargain with them as a group and then he tried to bargain with Frankie. The fact that he didn't stop Stoney on the bus, even though he saw her on the right. bus, is, is just like, why? Like, why was that added? Like, that's not realistic. <laughs> that's not what cops it do. It isn't realistic. And it's not what this cop does. Because he did all of that, right? He tried to bargain with them, blah, 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 blah. But he also continued their investigation, even though his boss said he shouldn't. Mm. Right. And he also spent time stalking them. He took pictures of them, even though his boss said he mm. couldn't. Um, and he was also the one that connected Frankie to the other um, the other bank robbers in the beginning of the movie, even though she had no affiliation with mm. them. So I don't understand how they're making this guy seem like a nice guy when he's actually racist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hear what you. I hear what you mean. Even in the beginning, mm. with the whole shooting, um, Stoney's brother, he was part of that as well. Oh, I even miss out. Exactly. <laughs> it's never him directly. Like, it's always, you know, he um, didn't shoot them. He didn't shoot at TT. It was some other random security guard. He didn't shoot at, um, he didn't kill the brother. It was somebody else. And he was like, oh my God, champagne bottle. Is that all? Like, you know, he was outraged. But you're still a cop. Yeah. There's this kind of, there's this kind of participation in him orchestrating the oppression and the abuse of 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 um basically the black people <laughs> the, you know the black characters yeah. and then him being the passive um to help you kind of guy i think with yeah with 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 his character um the detective i just feel like yeah there was a lot of contradiction there yeah. um in what there was yeah, there was a lot of questions. Like he's a nice cop, and he agrees with them, but he also is one that is perpetrating a system of racism and oppression, and will continue, and probably will continue to after this. Exactly. Um, yeah. I don't know why that is, especially in this movie. Like I was surprised. Nineties um, movies tend to be very anti-establishment, anti. And nineties um, black movies that are set like in the hood and stuff like that, I, like Boys in the Hood, cops, and films like that, um, tend to be very anti-establishment, anti, anti-police. <laughs> Yeah. that kind of vibe um and I was kind of confused as to why that was happening I was like is this was this what they envisioned or I don't know what was what was going on there god knows yeah but you talked about you know in the first episode you talked about how um some of the some of the cops were um specifically the black cops and the black cops being nice and how that was a bit problematic because they they are still um part mm-hmm. of the system that um 
maltreats um, the African-American community. Yeah, so you said you mentioned that and how that doesn't kind of lessen the issue of it. That doesn't, you know, you can't try and dampen it with them being a good mm-hmm. black cop. And, exactly. and, and in relation to this, it's like... Um, you can't you can't dampen the fact that a, a, a system, a whole system, is oppressive by making one of the characters morally ambiguous. That's what that's who, that's what he is because we don't know where he is, we don't know where he stands, and I, I think that's also problem problematic in itself a little bit. And maybe that was intentional. The the moral ambiguity with his character. I don't know. Like yeah, and maybe it was intentional, but I just wasn't expecting it in like a nineties movie, like a nineties right, black movie. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then if we even go on to the you mentioned like black cops, like there's a black cop in this movie, Detective Strode's what's it called, subordinate, I guess, is is a black woman. And like she's just like not even she's barely in the movie. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking who's what are you talking about? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's barely in the movie. And I'm like, what she's was just she's just his accomplice, I guess. And she's just like, they got away. <laughs> that's, that's like that's the only time that I, yeah, yeah. She was really really angry when um the sex worker wouldn't identify Cleo, and that was like the only time she ever showed any emotion. Oh, she was <laughs> like, angry. Ever showed yeah. any emotion, and I was like, what what's going on here? I didn't understand. Yeah, that, those bits are. Um, and I wish they spent less time on the cops and okay. more time on the on Frankie specifically. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was um, that was confusing. Yeah. So the movie ends, and Stoney drives away into the sunset, and that's where we end it off, basically. But I wanted to ask, like, who was your favorite character in the in the movie? Yeah, Stoney. I'll I'll keep with Stoney. I just think there was. It was nice, like how there was so many things about her that were just that were just 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 simple things about a girl, mm-hmm. what a girl wants, what a girl needs. You know, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, yeah, I liked. First of all, I really liked how Jada Pickett Smith. Anyway, Stony, you know, so she's she's petite, but she does not take rubbish at all. Like when she squared up, there was a scene where she squared up to um, clear. I was like, are you? Like she's literally with like a with a gun in her face, and she's like, "You put a gun in my face!" I was like, "Oh wow!" So I really like she just okay. That's that's why she subverted my expectations. I saw a lot of moments where she was gentle and vulnerable, even though it was with a man, which you do not. <laughs> we'll get into that anyway. We'll move on from that. But there was moments where she um, was um, she's ambitious as well. She had she had ambitions, and I think some of her ambitions were. Um, kind of realized through her brother and his life um mm, yeah. and that that's kind of a that's a beautiful thing and sometimes a sad thing about black women they just do all this sacrificing mm-hmm. and all and and there's just these burdens that are piling up and they never have time to think about themselves or what they want and so even your point just to kind of refer back to the point where you said that he was kind of being a bit you know he was that her keith he was overlooking some of her her goals or some of the things she would say about what she thinks a humble good life is is like well well when you've lived in a when you've lived a life where you're constantly sacrificing um things you know those things bring simple things bring joy to you and i think that's what i liked about her it was the simple things that she wanted and i like the fact that um, her motivations wasn't superficial. She, uh, there's so much, so many things I could say, but I just like the fact that um, there was so much 
layers to, to her character and yeah she really represented i think the representation of black women across the board was, was, was amazing was so diverse yeah. um but i think particularly her character is the one that resonated with me the most yeah okay that's that's cool I, yeah i can see why you would say sturdy <laughs> yeah you see you see yeah. that you, you yeah. see that. <laughs> I that but um mine wasn't sturdy no mine was frankie <laughs> yeah and i can see i can see why it would be frankie i feel like she her character i feel i like the motivation of her character but it wasn't because of you know a better to get a better life it was like rage and revenge and i don't know i like i i find stories that are fueled by that very interesting i don't know why that's interesting to me but okay. when she had that goal set like her blinkers were on and she was just like going towards like this goal of robbing banks and i think vivica a fox's acting as Frankie was just so good that I think it made the character even more likable. I don't know, she was just that bitch. Like, <laughs> I just really like Frankie. But in general, like, just like in the film in general, I like, I really liked it. Obviously, I can see why it was an instant classic. Um, it was like sad, but it was funny, but it was, it was thrilling. Um, and it was just like a good heist movie in general. <laughs> It has a definite 90s vibe, like it's definitely from the 90s because you know, the slow-mo death scenes, the slow-mo car crashing through the, the shop window and stuff like that is kind of cheesy, but cheesy in a good way, cheesy in like a 90s way and like a nostalgic way. Like the, the final thing I really, really liked was the friendship dynamics, like seeing them laughing together and like smoking on the roof together and just like, you know, bantering each other was just really cute. And I think they okay. really, really got the character development as a group you could see them being friends like this is like a real friendship group i feel um yeah realistic I, it was realistic yeah and like even when they were like you know they were all pretending to be like the godfather <laughs> and they were like all around that, the table. that was a good scene <laughs> that was, really that was good a good scene. scene yeah um they just got the dynamics right they did yeah i agree or how how well do you think black women were represented I, in the film i think they were represented very very well like multifaceted you know yeah, they were all lower class, um, and I really appreciated that. I really appreciated like the different. One was career focused. One was like you know just about that life. She was just like in these streets, you know. One was one was like focused on her brother and stuff like that. And one had a child, and I just the different angles of that was really interesting. The fact that it had LGBT plus representation, like a black lesbian woman, was just great. <laughs> It was a good kind of four black women in a movie kind of represent. They weren't all the same. They weren't all the same. Certainly not. I I agree as well. I think I already kind of summed up what I think about the representation. I think it was very diverse. I don't think I've ever seen such a diverse, uh, diverse like friendship group. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of I'm shocked that I'm only again watching this for the first time. But to see that a film like that existed. In the 90s, yeah, then, it's crazy. In the 90s, and then it like grossed so highly, like people watched that thing, they watched it a lot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, like people actually came out to see it as well. And I feel like some sometimes the excuse that people give um, for not making films of black representation is that, oh no, but who's gonna see it? Okay. But we've had, we've been having, you know, examples of people going to see black women in films. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, that's a good point. Yeah, no excuse. <laughs> we got evidence. Um, but yeah, go. Sorry, go, continue with what you say. Yeah, no, that's all I have to say. Really, I, I wasn't expecting it. Um, 
and I'm not I think I'm getting into act, more action films and stuff like that and action stuff because I'm not really an action kind of gal myself me neither, me neither I like kind of more emotional slow moving heartfelt oh. films okay yeah that's <laughs> I was waiting for you to back me up back me up back me up <laughs> but yeah those are my kind of genres I really like those kind of films um mm. and to, to to watch a film that had both this is what we need to see this is what we need to see more of I think like if, yeah. if they can do it in the 90s what's what's going on now and I'm not saying that you know we're not making any films like that but that film is a rarity let's not exactly. lie no I don't I can't recall a film in two, since 2010 that's been like that yeah I, in the last 10 years can you like I, I actually can't yeah literally I thought I was making a bit of a blanket statement but I don't think I literally oh apart from maybe Girls Trip that's a comedy yeah Girls Trip is a, is a comedy and then um, it has Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett yeah Honestly, guys, if you haven't watched Set Off, go and watch it, man. Like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. a really great film, um, mm-hmm. and I think that we need to we need to enjoy the classics. Enjoy the classics. The classics have a lot yeah. of a lot of beautiful storytelling. Yeah, go watch Set Off if you haven't watched it. I'm sure you have because it's a classic. But like, if you're like us and you haven't watched it, go watch it. Don't rebuke <laughs> us as well. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know, Abek. We didn't know. Don't rebuke us. But yeah. Um, so we'll catch you next time on the next episode of Our Stories They Tell. I hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Bye.